you take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. If you didn't, didn't remember to bring your Bible, there are Bibles in the pews. I hope that you'll get one of those. I'm not going to be using the uh, projection system this morning. I want us to be focusing on some of these verses of Scripture here. So uh, if you got access to the Bible, please turn to John chapter 6. Begin reading in a few moments with verse 48 must have been a very beautiful day out by a lake and maybe toward the edge of a mountains a huge crowd gathered had gathered to hear Jesus teach and preach and then as the day wore on it came to the place where they were thinking okay we've got to do something to feed these people and you remember the story nobody had any food except one little boy five loaves and two fish brought them to Jesus Jesus took them, fed the whole multitude, over 5,000, with that one little lunch, and there were 12 baskets left over. Well, the people were astounded. Man, man, look at what Jesus can do. We ought to make Jesus king. And they were ready to make him, him king, and they were going to make him the wrong kind of king. That's not what he had in mind. So eventually he got them calmed down, dismissed them, sent the disciples back across the lake. He went up onto the mountain and began to pray. You're in the night. The disciples were trying to cross the Sea of Galilee to get to the other side, and they were going into the wind. Couldn't hardly make it. Saw someone walking on the water. They were frightened. Turned out to be Jesus. He got in the boat with them, and immediately they were at the other side. Well, the next day, the crowd came looking for Jesus again. They figured out, you know, he wasn't on this side of the lake. How did he get on that side of the lake? Master, how'd you get here? You know, and notice what Jesus is going to say to them. When they came looking really to be fed again, being fed with physical bread. John chapter 6, beginning with verse 48. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate the manna, and they died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Now, this is a little bit diff difficult passage of Scripture. If you think about it literally, it's extremely difficult. But have you ever noticed that in the Gospel of John, Jesus talks on two levels sometimes. He, he, he talks about one thing, and he's talking about it on the physical level, but he's talking about the same thing, and he means the spiritual level. 
And you, and you see that in, when he was talking with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. You know, he, he said, Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. And Nicodemus was thinking on the physical level. How can a man be born when he's old? But Jesus was talking about a spiritual birth where we're born of God and have a new life because we've had a new birth. Then again, in chapter 4, Jesus was talking with the woman at the well. And she had come to draw water, and he asked her to give him a drink. And then he said, you know, I can give you living water. And she thought literally, hey, man, that would be fantastic. If you could give me that living water that will well with up in me, I won't have to come here and draw anymore. And Jesus went on to explain to her that he's not talking about physical water. He's talking about spiritual life that he puts within us. Well, it's the same thing here. Jesus had fed the multitude literal bread. They were excited about that. But he had more to offer them. He had spiritual food to offer them. And you see, that was a bigger need. Now, you need both. But the physical bread is only going to keep you alive for a little while. The spiritual bread that Jesus offers keeps us alive forever. You see, there are two parts to us. There's the physical part, and there's the spiritual part. Remember when we were created, when, when in the creation account, that God formed a man of the dust of the earth, physical, and then he breathed into him the breath of life, spiritual. We have a physical side, and we have a spiritual side. God wants us to have food, just like he fed the Israelites going through the desert manna. He provided for them. He knows we need physical food. You know what happens to us? We get so caught up seeking physical things that we don't take time for the spiritual things. And the problem is, physical things will never satisfy us spiritually. So we can get accumulate all the bread we want, we can accumulate all of the money we want, we can accumulate all the possessions we want, and it's not going to satisfy us because it doesn't feed our spirits. So Jesus is saying, understand, I can feed your spirit. And not only does he feed our spirit, he gives us life that is life eternal. He says that over and over in this passage of Scripture. Look at, look at verse 50. Here is the bread that comes down from a heaven which a man may eat and not die. Look at 51. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Look at 54. I will raise him up at the last day. Look at 57. The one who feeds on me will live because of me. And then 58. Anyone who feeds on this bread will live forever. Again and again and again, Jesus is reminding us that we take him into our life and we live forever. Now, the Jews that were listening to him had trouble understanding that because they were thinking physical bread. How can we eat this man? We're not cannibals. How can we drink his blood? We don't do such things. Oh. Jesus wasn't talking on the physical level. He was talking on the spiritual level, but he was using a graphic image to help us understand we've got to feed on him, we've got to have him within ourselves if we're really going to have life, life that is eternal.
He emphasized this, sort of on, on the negative side in verse 53. I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. And then he put it in a more positive sense. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus is trying to get us to understand what all of this is about. Look at verse 56. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Another place in John, he used a different image, but to communicate the same thing. In chapter 15, he said, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you don't have Jesus within you, then your destiny is not going to be pleasant. We have to have Jesus within us to have eternal life. He's making it so plain. You take me into your life and I will nourish you spiritually from now on stretching throughout all eternity you take me into your life Jesus said and you will have life the father gives me life I give it to you so that we can have eternal life and it comes from Jesus you know that don't you do you have Jesus within you you know, some people grow up in the church and they get a little bit older and they get exposed to some other things, other ideas, other philosophies, other religions, and they think, I believe I'd rather have them as Jesus. So they change religions. I'm not talking about being a Methodist and changing to a Presbyterian. You're still in the same religion. I'm talking about changing to a whole other religion. If they ever really had Jesus within, if they'd ever been nourished and fed by him, they'd realize they didn't need anything else. They had it in Jesus. And sometimes people grow up in the church and they hear this and they think they understand it, and yet they go out and they say, okay, I think I've got Jesus, but I need to add something to him. So they begin to follow another religious leader and, and, and dig into his teachings and see what he has to offer. And if you really had Jesus, you would be satisfied spiritually and you would have life, and you don't have to add anything to what Jesus does. He is all-sufficient. We feed on Jesus. That means we take Jesus into our lives, and He satisfies our spiritual hunger, and He gives us life. In a few moments, we want to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we're not through these elements literally taking Jesus into our life. What we are doing is remembering that He loved us so much that He came and died at our place. He gave His body. He shed His blood so that we might have life. 
You know, there's one passage of Scripture that says when you eat the Lord's Supper, we need to examine ourselves. So maybe today as we think about the Lord's Supper, <clears throat> you need to examine yourself and say, have I really taken Jesus into my life? Or have I just been playing religious games? Or maybe today you say, no, I haven't taken Jesus into my life. But when you think about his sacrifice for you, the great love he had for you, and the offer he's making to you, maybe today you would decide and say, yeah, I do want to take Jesus into my life. And you would invite him into your life. Or maybe you could say today, I know I've got Jesus in my life. So as you partake of the Lord's Supper, you're doing it out of gratitude because Jesus is there and he feeds your soul and he gives you life now and forever.